This is the Six Clicks Podcast. Risk management, governance, compliance and cybersecurity news and opinion from the industry's best. Hello everybody, Stephen here. Welcome back and thank you for joining us. I would like today to chat about TTPs from APTs, from the ASD's ACSC with our Head of Cybersecurity, Andrew Robinson. Hello, mate. Hi, folks. Can't wait to dive right into those TTPs, APTs and ASDs, ACSC. <laughs> the uh, tactics, techniques and procedures, of course, exploited by advanced persistent threats. The ASD has pumped out one hell of a tradecraft trends summary. Uh, both fascinated me and scared the cyber pants off me at the same time. Uh, what did you make of the summary? Did anything stand out to you? Sure. Well, a lot of things uh, stood out for me, uh, Stephen. The first one was obviously the the well-meaning and good uh, transparency coming from the ASD, which has historically been uh, quite a sensitive organisation when it comes to releasing information. So that's a, a really good thing uh, to see them release this information so other people can learn from from their experience. That's, that, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing was that um, it wasn't um, entirely of their own making. Uh, they have also uh, been informed by uh, the MITRE ATT&CK framework, uh, which uh, covers what we call the cyber kill chain. Stephen, there's another one uh, to, to unpack. Um, Terrifying me. Which is really the life cycle of an attack from reconnaissance through to exploitation and then exfiltration of data and then potentially cleaning up afterwards. So um, they've leveraged that uh, uh, framework and, and uh, pulled out uh, some important things for, for people to consider to make sure that they um, that they build more secure systems and configure their systems more securely into the future. So that's a, a really good wake-up call. Uh, it's good to see that the ASD are all over it, which is so cool. Out of all of the attack types, that have been listed uh, in the summary from phishing and drive-by compromise to persistence attacks and privilege escalation. Uh, one in particular stood out for me because it just made big news recently, execution attacks deploying a program code. Uh, the latest uh, Ragnar Locker Gang's efforts are what I'm referring to. You may or may not have read this, guys. Uh, the use of PowerShell. What's going on there? Attackers are they're seriously placing their own virtual computer inside your own. I read that this is called living off the land. What's going on? Sure, sure. what's going on there? Unpack that one, Stephen. There's a lot in it. So living off the land really means setting themselves up in the environment that they've compromised and making sure they've got all the tools and infrastructure that they need to maintain persistence and, and uh, expand their access and exfiltrate data. That's what uh, living off the land means. But And how do they, how do they best do it? They best do it, but uh, by instead of installing malicious software or software that can easily be identified um, as bad and for that, uh, that being removed or blocked, or some such. Instead, they use off-the-shelf software like VirtualBox or other VMware uh, tools or available administrative tools like PowerShell, as you also mentioned. Uh, le leverage those um, and 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 use them uh, to do what they need to do. The, the more sort of authentic tools they use, the, the harder it is for them uh, for for the good guys to distinguish those bad actors from regular corporate uh, communications infrastructure and activity. So, yep, VirtualBox is a hypervisor that allows them to run uh, more more tools that they uh, need uh, to run. Um, and uh, PowerShell is a scripting tool, just like. Um, 
equivalent tools uh, on Unix uh, systems, all kinds of manner of uh, shells for running commands autonomously, often requiring little user input um, so that they can do a whole bunch of things um, you know, without uh, user interaction, uh, do all that programmatically. And the, the good thing on this one, uh, Stephen, uh, when it comes to PowerShell is the ACSC also has some detailed uh, guidelines updated for April 2020 about securing PowerShell in the enterprise. And I'd encourage uh, everyone uh, to take a look at that if they're uh, running uh, Microsoft PowerShell uh, or my, indeed Microsoft systems in their environment. Make sure they, they harden that up. And the, the goal uh, from that advice is to make sure that only authorized PowerShell scripts run, you know, known good scripts, uh, and, and by uh, trusted and approved users from trusted and approved locations, and <laughs> tighten, that, tighten, that, tighten that up um, um, so um, uh, the, the bad guys have uh, less of a chance to take uh, take advantage of that infrastructure. Why doesn't the host system realise that a virtual machine has been placed on its own system? It, it feels like these adversaries are putting something legitimate into a legitimate system that's hiding something illegitimate. Sure, in sure. There. This is so hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, you're, you're right. It's it's not an easy thing to do. They would need a level of privileged um, access to the infrastructure to be able to set up their own uh, virtual box uh, environment. Uh, but yeah, it's one of the quirks with virtualization is once that you have uh, control over a host that you're able to do that. Uh, but I, I think what you're also suggesting there uh, is that uh, people should be detecting uh, new virtual machines appearing on the network, um, and they definitely definitely should be. Uh, and also, I think you're referring to uh, that it's a, a slightly uh, tricky thing for an adversary to set up um, their own a trusted hypervisor within um, what they consider to be an untrusted hypervisor, potentially, um, uh, which is the converse to the way that the organisation would see the situation. So, yeah, there's some interesting things uh, going on there, um, and people should definitely be looking at the virtual machines that uh, uh, become available in their network, which they could do with some good quality um, uh, asset management and network monitoring software. So uh, can an ISMS be brought into this process in regards to virtual uh, host, uh, virtual machines inside host systems? Sure, nice one, Steve. Uh, if it's asset I, management? Sure, sure. So uh, good asset management, which is encouraged through having an information security management system that's aligned to something like ISO 27001, uh, will require you to, to have hardware and software assets. But also what an ISMS would do is allow you to identify which systems are storing sensitive uh, information, uh, information that's got the higher classification for your environment. So um, an ISMS would definitely give you guidance on, on priorities and a good ISMS uh, also with hard, linked to hardware and software would uh, will also uh, help you identify what systems are authorised and then uh, by virtue of that, those that might be unauthorised soft, uh, software or virtual machines or hosts operating on your network. So, yes, it, it definitely would encourages the right uh, practices, but it's it's also not a silver bullet. Yeah, okay. So uh, th there is an answer out there that will at least get you on the 
the path that you need to be. As you're saying, no silver bullet, but you can certainly certainly put yourself in the right direction. Because if, if, if I was a business owner, I'd be thinking, oh, my God, virtual machines on my own network that aren't being – I give up. I give up. Sure, yeah. They're given for thinking that. There is a lot to do, and there's a lot of different technologies to, to get control of. Uh, and you're right, an ISMS would lead you in, in the right direction, Stephen. Okay, happy days. Guys, uh, Andrew is available for appointments as well. Uh, if you want to pick his brain, completely bookable. Just get a hold of us, sixclicks.io, uh, head of cybersecurity. Thanks very much, Andrew. We'll catch you next time. Been a pleasure. Look forward to it, Steve. Thanks. Thanks for checking into the Six Clicks podcast. Get in touch with us anytime at sixclicks.io or find us on your favourite socials.